stories we should cover. Police showed up to a park and arrested a bunch of elderly people who were having sex. And they weren't even on the low end of elderly. They were on the high end of elderly. (whistles) Details on that on the way. Wow. What the heck? Get a room, Grandma. Uh, Also, a scary clown story is there back in the news. Evidently, we now have nostalgia for idiotic stories that we knew were stupid when they were big. And we'll be revisiting that. I said yesterday I would like to have a filter on my phone that uh, I could automatically filter out any news story that featured Miley Cyrus. Yes. I would apply the same to vaping or (laughs) e-cigarettes. Can I have any story about vaping or e-cigarettes filtered out of my news feed? Yeah. I'm looking at... uh, It's kind of the current craze. The early show on CBS. It is. It's it's a hot one all the time. Yeah. It's like when MySpace was hot and somebody threatened us on MySpace, so all the news channels picked it up. I mean... Some guy says something mean to a radio show. Nobody on earth cares, including the radio show. But if somebody had done it, for instance, now while vaping, it'd be on the news because that's hot. Um, MySpace isn't hot anymore. (laughs) Sure it is, Michael. Sure it is. Post on there to tell your grandma to stop coupling in the park. Listen. We had a great conversation with Tim Sandifer yesterday, Tim the lawyer, about um, the New York Times 1609 project, 1619 project, about slavery and the rest of it. And and there's some really good stuff in it. There's also the absolutely idiotic and indefensible uh, idea that this country was based on slavery and its greatness was achieved through slavery and reparations and the rest of it. It is just you cannot make that case logically, historically. If you missed it, grab the podcast from yesterday. Um, And the idea of reparations, which there are no politicians who seriously think that is a it could happen or or it's unimplementable. It's an impossibility. But they pander by continuing to promise black America stuff that will never happen. And it's just it's terrible. Um, And we had a number of people point out and uh, I'm going to tell you in advance. It's it has to do with white slaves, the Irish slave trade, um, and the rest of it. And my point is not it's the same, or you know, people like me of Irish heritage have a gripe or should get reparations or anything, or that my life is the same as a black person's. Not that at all. It just goes to my point that slavery has been universal every corner of the earth. There are more slaves on earth right now than there have ever been in history. That's interesting. And and uh, the the sin, the horror of slavery is absolutely part of our history that we must reckon with. But it's not the way your you know, your Tanahisi coats and your super progressives would have it. They just hate America because they think it makes them look enlightened to hate their own country. Um but anyway, we had a number of people uh including SC um, and then also, I believe, uh, da, 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 Joe from Dayton, um, sent along some stuff on the forgotten white slaves. Um, an Irish slave was valued at five English pounds. An African slave was valued at 50 English pounds. That's kind of an interesting sidelight, but the actual numbers of Irish slaves was astonishing. Um, this article, which and is... And again, you are arguing about reparations for your people? Absolutely. That's your point? Yeah, this article in Global Research, it's talking about um, uh, Irish slave trade began when 30,000 Irish prisoners were sold as slaves uh, in the New World, by England, certainly. By the mid-1600s, the Irish were the main slaves sold to Antigua and Montserrat. At that time, 70% of the total population of Montserrat were Irish slaves. 
During the 1650s, over 100,000 Irish children were sold as slaves in the West Indies, Virginia, and the New World. God, the whole slavery thing is obviously awful, but when you think about children, it's just it's hard to even imagine. But yeah, oh. it's, it's his, uh, Is it Tim's piece from yesterday or the New York Times, maybe itself in the 1619 Project, just talking about slavery is ubiquitous in human history. It right. just is. As right. long as human beings been ooching around, they've been getting a hold of any people that they can dominate and making them work for them for nothing. Right, right. And treating and, them really badly. And, and Tim also pointed out, and it's worth pointing out, from, uh, you know, after Lincoln was assassinated to the civil rights movement, particularly the early 20th century, was absolutely horrific as black citizens had no civil rights, especially in the South. Horrific. Sin. Terrible. And there are things that can be done today to help, you know, uh, salve those wounds. I do not deny that. I, I never have. But back to the Irish thing and the white folks. Joe from Dayton, Ohio, um, who is looking at the book White Cargo by Jordan and Walsh. Um, black slavery started about 400 years ago. Um, during the 1500s through the 1700s, 300,000 white folk were shipped to America as slaves. Orphans running in London streets were swept up and put on ships to work the tobacco fields, Ugh. seldom living more than two years. Such were the conditions oh, they God. labored under. That's incredible. Brothels were raided to provide breeders for Virginia, who were shipped off as slaves. Hopeful migrants were duped into signing as indentured servants, unaware that they would become personal property who could be bought, sold, and even gambled away. Away, Many were killed so the owner would not have to give up property to them as agreed when they were freed. They would sign a contract saying, you work for me for seven years, and at the end of it, I give you, you know, the equivalent of $50,000, or I give you a shack and an acre of land. But they'd think, I want to keep my shack and my acre, so they'd just kill them. And there's there no authorities to speak of to intercede. It was really like livestock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the history of the mistreatment of the Irish people by the English is absolutely horrific. But, you know, what you want to talk about uh, Hungary and the, and the purges in the early 20th century or, you know, the very inhumane things that are happening right now in the Middle East or it's just it's practically universal, which is not to deny that it was terrible white on black slavery. But a lot of that stuff also ignores how uh, how many uh, people in the South didn't have slaves, were miserably poor, couldn't find any work because the plantation owners were were employing slaves. It was just it was a horrific blot on for everybody, not equally. I'm not saying that, um, but so the whole 1619 project, as you pointed out, Jack, in the New York Times, is mostly trying to whip up racial fervor. To cow whites into not showing up at the polls and to get people to vote against Donald Trump because they say he's a racist over and over again. Well, the editor himself said we're pivoting from Russia to race leading right. into the election. Okay. Right. The Russia right. thing didn't uh, yield anything. Yeah. Not difficult to interpret as no. a strategy since he went ahead and said it. But I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, it's funny, I was thinking yesterday as we were talking to Tim about some of my Irish immigrant forebears being told, in about a hundred years, your great-great-great-grandson is going to have to pay money to uh, the great-great-great-great-grandchildren of slaves. And, you know, I'm sure uh, Patrick McDonald would have said, "Uh, for what now? I just got here. (laughs) Not only have I never owned any slaves, I'm kind of one myself. 
So let me pay off this story just so I don't have to talk about it again later. This is from Connecticut, where this sort of thing probably happens all the time. That is old. Never turn your back on a Connecticuter. This is old people having orgies in the park. That sort of thing happens all the time in Connecticut, I can only assume. So they got this park where locals go to commune with nature and enjoy the wildlife. There were reports bubbling up of lewd and sexual activity happening in the park. Started Ooh, lewd make, and sexual. Started making its way toward the police earlier this month when cops went to conduct surveillance at this park in Connecticut. Uh, several violations were observed. Violations were observed. I saw people having sex. It's a violation. Um, and six people were arrested, including two octogenarians. 80-year-olds? Married couples, so at least they're, you know, well, doing it within the bonds of their marriage. That's beautiful. They're not oh, beautiful just, thing. Like dogs still, in a park or something. Still got the passion for each other. Richard and Joyce Butler, 82 and 85 respectively, were charged with a breach of peace, having sex in the park, along with a much younger 62-year-old Otto Williams and 75-year-old, I don't need the names, but a 75-year-old, a 67-year-old, and a 62-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's something. Uh, they're pushing back against the allegations, though. They say they were just sitting in the car getting a little air, not having sex in their car in the park. I'm pretty sure I'd know the difference if the, I was a cop. The one old guy, Richard, so which one was he? How old Yeah, is when he? was the last time a cop said, you know what we ought to do? Let's claim these 80-year-olds were having sex in the park and just arrest them. Because so everybody will believe that. This 82-year-old said, I haven't had sex in at least 10 years. Wow, I got wait no a minute. Bl- I got no blood flow. I got three doctors that would back me up, he told the police. <laughs> What the what the what? What is going on there? I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think either. I mean, maybe he's just a clever old fella. He's mounting his defense instead of his wife for once. <laughs> now, this newspaper, uh, this this uh, is this the New York Post? I think did a little digging into this guy's name, and they found that he had been arrested once before on similar charges. Okay, in 2017, he was found by cops unclothed in his car. All right, Vinny Though- Viagra, <laughs> just getting some air. I need some air. <laughs> I mean, it lives 80 years. You need some air. I haven't had sex in 10 years. I got no blood flow. <laughs> Ask my doctor. Look at this thing. It's useless. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. It's useless. And it turns out two years ago, he got found naked in the car. He was found by cops unclothed, though he said he was naked for medical reasons. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. My doctor advised it. Doctor said, go to the park and get naked. Well, now are, increase the flow. Now during the trial, use yourself like an amusement park. Are they? Uh, are, are during the trial? Are they going to go OJ and instead of a glove, you know, make him put on a I don't know a condom or something like that? Yeah, that's funny. Clearly, this guy is some sort if of. If the condom uh, he doffs, you must let him off. But him and his wife, eighty-two and eighty-five. <sighs> huh. Let's get it on. And word got yeah. around on. Uh, Word got around on whatever message board they use. Hey, if you're old and you like to do it in public. <laughs> Outdoors. We're all meeting at the park at night. Wow. See you there. Wow. <laughs> well, it's nice because isolation is a problem among senior citizens. It's nice that this people is get, nice. getting together. It's a nice story. It's a, it's a social organization in a way, a hobby group. <laughs> you know? My dad gets together with his buddies. They play golf. These people have an orgy. Exactly. Who am I to judge? You, you shouldn't. Armstrong and Getty.
Very nice, Michael. Fantastic. That's just, that's just great. Hey, you know that uh, Beloit College poll of 18-year-olds coming into college and, and they think blank, blank never happened or they weren't alive when zabadabadoo or they've spent their entire lives uh, wackadackadee. Um, that's, it's, it's basically a look how old you are, but it's it's always interesting. It is, and and we have the new one coming up, plus um, the bitter criticism of it that I had been somewhat unaware of. Okay. But it's funny. <laughs> this is a nice thing. A veteran is walking from Washington State to Disney World to raise awareness for suicide among service members. Uh, uh, who? A veteran. Okay. Jimmy Novak, 42, started walking from his home in Washington in March. And he is going to be reaching Disney World today after walking 22 miles a day. That's a long walk. And the reason for the 22, 22 miles, showing up on August 22nd, is that um, there are 22 veterans a day commit suicide, according to uh, according to reports. Mm-hmm. He's trying to raise awareness for that. <clears throat> 2,700 miles. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a heck of a thing. Of course we have not to discount that at all, but we have lots of people of all categories committing more suicide than, uh, than is reasonable. Right. For some reason. Yeah. Yep. Definitely an issue we need to deal with. However, uh, Jack, how pretentious would you like to be fairly pretentious? Very pretentious, or at like the highest edge of pretension. In general, I shoot for as little as possible. What's the What's the topic? Well, now here? I didn't set this up. If you were to appeal to a celebrity, perhaps a Hollywood movie star, to help you be more pretentious, can you think of who you would turn to? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, you would. Well done. Ding. Boy, how good for her for being such an obvious brand that it's that easy to guess who you're talking about. Yes, well, Gwyneth Paltrow has hired a personal book curator to stock her shelves with books. <laughs> wow, that's something to worry about. Yes, yes. Uh, this uh, this guy, Thatcher Wine, is his name. It's made up. That's, that, you go, wow. And you know what? That's perfect for Gwyneth confusing. Paltrow. I'm going to tell her my name is Thatcher Wine. Which will guarantee me this contract. Which will guarantee me this <laughs> right. job book curating i guess i'll go on amazon what are his name's probably joe berkowitz (laughs) what are the 50 greatest books i'll buy them in leather bound copy and put her on her put them on her damn shelf (laughs) he went around to his friends how about thatcher von furstenberg not too long thatcher gold no no too obvious thatcher wine oh i like that one i like that one joe Thatcher Wine. Anyway, he's tapped into this concept and sells his uh, services uh, to the rich and famous to curate their bookshelves. Um, he's, he writes about books, too. Um, most people believe that their bookshelves should only reflect the books they have read, but you see it differently. Could you explain? My philosophy, said Mr. Wine, is that the books we keep on our shelves reflect who we are. But the thing about books is that you can only really read one book at a time, so... Yes, you can be reading five books, but not literally all at once. That's an excellent point. This guy is really a book expert. I spent a year of my life trying to read one book with one eye and another one with the other eye. And I'm here to tell you, it and does not work. Braille on a third with my toe. <laughs> right, exactly. Totally unsuccessful. My comprehension was unbelievably low. So home libraries, especially those that contain a few dozen, hundred, or even thousands of books, are not about constant use of reading. 
the reflection of where you've been and where you want to go. You know, I'm not Bernie Sanders on, on this sort of topic of, uh, you know, the rich shouldn't have their money or something like that. But man, oh man, oh man, you you got unlimited wealth. You got to find better things to do for the world than worry about how your bookshelf appears to people. Good God! Well, appears is the right word, Jack, because we not only select the books, but we do custom book jackets to match your decor. Right. So if your decor has uh, uh, more than a touch of mauve in your library, we'll design the books I to, can't imagine. To, to match, to complement your mauve decor. I can't imagine spending 30 seconds cumulative in my life worried about that sort of thing. Why settle for books that a publisher designed? Books can have as much style as anything else in the room. Fantastic. Holy crap, and her, says the unsophisticated co-host of the and her, show. And her whole thing is about like being genuine and real and healthy. And what? What? what, what, what? What's With coming her up? gold pleasurement devices and her book curators, please. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Donald Trump, the chosen one. Very important 2020 Democratic presidential death pool confirmation. And my friends, it is all the rage, water, butter. And then we've got that. What? But I don't know what water butter is. Water butter. It's different than butter water, though. Completely (laughs) different. Don't get them mixed up. Miss Nevada has been stripped of her crown over her Facebook posts. She says she lost her crown, which means the runner-up is now Miss Nevada. We know that. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Nevada says she lost her job for being a Trump supporter on her Facebook page. She is wearing a MAGA hat and uh, says Antifa is a terrorist group and various things like that. Correct. But the pageant has strict rules about political comments on your official pageant page. Ah. She says these are on her personal page, but she talks a lot about the pageant and being Miss Nevada and their politics. So, I don't know. Listen. She says, though, and this is quite possibly true, she says all kind of candidates make all kinds of comments about various political things, and nobody says anything like human rights campaigns and this sort of stuff yeah. that are left-leaning, and nobody makes a big deal out of it. Right. Oh, whatever. Right. I, I don't know, and I'm not going to take the time to delve deeply into the controversy of who's Miss Nevada and who's not. But Well, I don't know. This is important to Nevadans. It's not. Uh, but, you know, it's the whole uh, conservatives think liberals are misguided or stupid, and liberals think conservatives are evil. You can be misguided, but you can't be evil if you're going to be Miss Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all that that entails. Oh, hey, one more uh, note on this uh, book curator thing that Gwyneth Paltrow has a book curator that not only picks the books for your library, but then designs the covers so they match your decor. Has she read any of them? Has well, Gwyneth Paltrow read any of these That's books? not the point, Jack. Not at all. You, you are not sophisticated enough for this. According to Thatcher Wine, the name of the guy who does this, so I'm not three, calling him that. Yeah, are, I am not calling you Thatcher Wine. You can tell me what your name is all day long. I'm not calling you that. So here's what you need to think about if you are considering curating your own home library. First, think about what you're trying to accomplish. Is there a story you're trying to tell? So he just comes out and says, listen, you're pretentious. You want your books to be as pretentious as you are. So at least he's open about it. Yo, T-Dub, should I put Moby Dick right in the middle or on the end? (laughs) T-Dub. 
get the news now of Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump had another one of his wide-ranging give-and-takes with the reporters yesterday, telling they, them... This has replaced press conferences. Yeah, pretty and much. some people hate it. I, I, it seems to me you get it... Isn't it better to get to ask the president directly to yes. these questions? I don't know. I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah and they yeah, go on and on forever. I mean, he touches on a number yeah, of different yeah, topics. It, yeah, he will answer a lot of questions. Have you seen the way he just kind of paces the line back and yep. forth? As yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. He, to see. he loves that. Yeah. yeah. The crazy most people would hate it. He loves it. The crazy thing about it, and the media pretends like they haven't caught on to this because it is it is wildly unprecedented. Right. I'll grant you that. Is he thinks out loud to the media? Yeah, we're thinking about uh, payroll tax cut. Then he gets with his people a day, day and a half later. He's like, nah, we're not thinking about that. Accountants for major companies all across the country figuring out what would that look like? How would we prepare for that? The next day, <laughs> it's like, an all-nighter today, John. <laughs> uh, dumb guy question. The, yeah. the talk of the payroll tax cut, would that be? Would that affect me, the worker, or my employer? Uh, to both of you, depending on what yeah. they did. Okay. It would cut your Social Security withholding. Okay. That's my understanding of it. Accountants, please write angry and demeaning emails. Mailbag <laughs> at armstrongandgetty.com. Decent question, but it's off the table. You should have asked it yesterday oh, when it was still on the table. It, right? like one full day it was on the table. <laughs> anyway, Trump was uh, talking about uh, China, and he was telling the reporters the impending trade war with China is not his trade war. This is a trade war that should have taken place a long time ago by a lot of other presidents. Trump saying that hitting China with tough sanctions is something that has got to be done. But somebody, excuse me, somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. So I'm taking on China. I'm taking on China on trade. And you know what? We're winning. So I saw the MSNBC Trump's messianic complex stuff. All right. I am the chosen one. He he might have a little of that, but he is being goofy. (laughs) His his willingness to be the bad guy might be his greatest political strength. I I don't care that you guys don't like it. That's fine with me. I'm doing it. All right, my friends, it is now time for yet another Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Campaign Death Pool Confirmation. Jay Inslee is indeed dropping out of the presidential race. Inslee announcing Which on one was he again? <laughs> <laughs> Square-jawed, had the fake glasses in the right. second debate. Right. Yes, yes, he's the yes. gumber of Washington. Yep, and, uh, you know, championing the fight against global warming and climate change. Yes. Anyway, Inslee announcing on MSNBC's withdrawing from the crowded field of delegates. But it's become clear that I'm not going to be carrying the ball. I'm not going to be the president, so I'm withdrawing from the race. Bye-bye. It's clear I'm not going to be the president. Well, that's true for a whole bunch of candidates, and it doesn't Uh seem to bother them. You hear that, Bullock? (laughs) They miss you in Billings. Come on now. Go home. And we got movement on the Republican side of the presidential race as well. You know, he's the what now? (laughs) He's not the guitarist that came up with the classic riffs from Hotel California, or Life's Been Good. He's not the former member of the Eagles and the James Gang. No, he is former Illinois Congressman Joe Walsh who says he is now thinking about challenging President Trump in the Republican primaries. That right. Multiple reports that he could declare as early as this weekend. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking this about is it, too. Change <laughs> everything. I'll bet he gets a lot of time on uh, CNN and MSNBC. Uh, yes. If he wants to raise his profile, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what he's actually driving at, but what the heck. Now Go you, ahead. Now, you know, butter is... Very delicious, but mm. it's really not all that healthy. 
But now mm. scientists depends who you ask. Mm. I love butter. Scientists at Cornell University have come up with a truly healthy alternative to butter. And it's primarily made from water. It's they, called margarine. They, <laughs> no, no, mar- no. They basically developed a scientific way to combine small amounts of vegetable oil and milk fat with a large amount of butter. And they can even make it look and taste like regular butter. With a large amount of butter? We, no, a large that, amount of water. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you, you misspoke there. Oh, I was I'm sorry. Say with, that, well, that makes it butter. <laughs> yeah, no, with a large amount of uh, water, and they can even make it look and taste like regular butter. I'll just keep eating the regular stuff. Yeah, I don't think butter's the, the enemy that some, some per- portray it to be. Right, right. I butter my bacon. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> yeah, but then you can tell people, here, have some delicious water butter. And pass uh, sounds the terrible. They need, a, they need a better name. That's terrible. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The last time science and the government told me to stop eating butter, they put an enormous tub of trans fat in front of me yes. and had me eat that for my entire childhood at the behest of my poor mother, who yes. was likewise duped. That should never be forgotten. No. We're of the margarine generation. Right. Just the idea of butter on your table. Oh, what is wrong with you? Don't you care about your children? Literally, they taught us at school. We memorized the food period. Eat lots and lots of carbs and trans fat. The government told us. Exact opposite of what is a good idea. Sugar's fine. You know, not a ton, but go ahead. Just for God's sake, don't take in much protein or fat. It'll kill you. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Taylor Swift is singing and dancing on Good Morning America. That's a heck of a get. For them, I'll bet there's a lot of money changing hands there. But have you heard about her big lawsuit that she's doing? Uh-oh. She's uh, she's trying to get the master tapes from her early albums back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with her on that. And uh, well, that's a that's a tough one because I mean the, the argument against I saw the lawyer's argument against is look, we put up three hundred million dollars to make you a big star and you signed this paper. You could have come up with the three hundred million dollars some other way, right? If you'd have wanted to. I'm sure those numbers are wildly distorted. Sure they are. But but, I, uh, I get the concept. And listen, a contract's a contract. I do get that. But on the other hand, I, I, I wrote this, I sang it, it's me, and I don't have the rights to it. It seems weird somehow. Right. The assumption right. that they could have given that, that money to someone else and done the same thing, I think is just you, wrong. That's certainly Hey, could. Michael, uh, do the uh, door open, would you? Do you remember when I bought the Beatles catalog? I do remember Woo-hoo. that. Then I had to sell it because I died. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Well, Michael Jackson, everybody. Jack was dropped by from MJ. Yeah, it's good to see. You. It's been forever, Michael. So does everybody know what the Beloit thing is every year yeah, at the, the time? Yeah, the Beloit when... mindset list about uh, college freshmen today have spent their entire lives with hovercraft. <laughs> um, you know, that sort of thing. It's... Uh, I was unaware of how bitterly it's criticized, and now I get it because it is pretty stupid okay. in a lot of ways. All right. um, but it's out again, so let's let's have it both ways. Something <laughs> stupid next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So is this the first class start in college that was born in the 2000s, or was that last year? I suppose it depends on your exactly when your birthday was. Nobody's sure, Jack. But we're there now. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
Um, so it used to be the Beloit College poll. The, the poll has left Beloit College for several reasons, which I don't find the least bit interesting. Academic probation, most likely. Yeah. Well, and and pretension and 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 dumbness. But I don't want to distract. It's it's it is actually mildly interesting. But um, in reading about the poll, I realized there are a lot of people who criticize it bitterly every year for making claims like. The incoming students don't know what the selective service is, but men routinely register for it on their financial aid forms. Well, they got an idea what it is, and they register for it. Um, they don't know, uh, they've never used carbon paper, and do not know what CC and BCC mean. Well, they don't have to have used carbon paper to understand that you're copying somebody. And, uh, you know, they can't tie a tie or whatever. And <laughs> I, don't I can't do that. Uh. I barely can. While they have grown up with the World Trade Organization, they've never known an interstate commerce commission. Okay. I didn't spend a lot of time right. thinking about that heading into college. Nor will I ever. But having said that, the pretentious kind of silly list is out again, and it is, as usual, at least mildly interesting. Born in 2001, the incoming class of college students never shared the earth with Joey Ramone. George Harrison, Timothy McVeigh, or Ken Casey, the big four. <laughs> those, All right. those of you who are really culturally aware uh, found that, that, uh, that uh, what's the trio before people, quartet, um, hilarious. Um, then they mention, you know, blah, blah, blah. like Pearl Harbor for their grandparents and the Kennedy assassination for their parents, 9-11 is a historical event. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get onto the really dumb ones that have no meaning to anybody. The uh, The origin of this was Beloit College was trying to help their professors understand that, look, kids, you can't use some of the same references in the same ways and blah, blah, blah. Although that always worked itself out through all of history. You could either say, I don't understand what that means, raise your hand in class, or you'd figure it out from context. What do you mean that- Trump's a carbon copy of Hitler? I've never heard of a carbon copy. I wasn't born in 1938. Ah, I'm triggered. Well, not, it was the carbon copy part I was focusing on, not the Hitler part. But, uh, but ah, I'm triggered twice and by carbon copies and Hitler. I'm trying to work in the sort of thing a college professor might say to you in your college class. I see. But, Clever, uh, cleverly wrought. <laughs> Too clever for me. <laughs> Here's a good one. Thumb, jump, and USB flash drives have always pushed floppy disks further into history. Okay, so they've been using them, so it's, uh, who cares? Hmm. The primary use of a phone has always been to take pictures. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's funny that we still call them phones. It, it is, and it'll stick around forever, just like you can still say rolling down your window, though few people roll down their window anymore. Right. Wouldn't it be, I don't know, I find the motion of a window somewhat rolling. Okay. <laughs> Although it's more sliding, isn't it? Slide down think. your window for me, would you? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, what was I just, uh, oh, uh, a phone's more a telegraph machine than a phone. Of the things I do with my phone? brief written communication. Of the things I do with my phone, the thing I do least is talk on the phone. Um, there are things I don't do at all, like I don't bludgeon ducks with it. But I mean, of (laughs) things I do with the phone, I don't talk on the phone much. Right. The big tech four. Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Google are to them what the big three automakers were to their grandparents. That's true. They employ hundreds of thousands of people in Detroit. That's and kind of, of are an no, indicator of where the economy's going. Right. Yeah. 
I get that. Their smart pens may write and record faster than they can think. Um, help right. me. What's a smart I, pen? I, I don't know. Smart pen is some sort of uh, device that you can kind of write on a ThinkPad, but then transfer what you've written to an actual text document later. I don't know. I tried to that, figure that one out, right. too. but it, Do it people was, use that a lot? Not that I'm aware of. That'd, but, be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. When they finally pulled themselves up the floor, off the floor for the first time, they may have been hanging on to the folks' brand new Xbox. Okay. Yeah, this is just, it's, it's, it is somewhat interesting trivia, but I don't think it has anything to do with educating college kids. This has always worked itself out. Self-contained battery-powered artificial hearts have always been ticking away. So go ahead and mention them? <laughs> How about the incoming freshman class? College has always been a not very rigorous, politically out of whack with the rest of the country and ridiculously expensive, almost pointless venture. That would be a good one. I like that one. I'm going to get a tattoo with that. My inner thigh. Ew. (laughs) Because of Richard Reed's explosive footwear. At 30,000 feet, passengers have always had to yeah. take off their shoes to slide through security on the ground. I do find that interesting, so that's 18 years old. Going through security the or other older. day, my son asked, why do we have to take off our shoes? And I said, well, I'll tell you uh, later, because I didn't really want to start talking about bombs loudly in front of the TSA. Right. But uh, and then I never got around to talking to him. But it is interesting. If that dumbass, and he was a dumbass, had not tried to light his stupid shoe... We might still be wearing our shoes. <laughs> if it yeah. had been something else, we might be taking that off or leaving it behind. Well, wasn't there an underpants bomber? Yeah. I'm glad they still let us keep those on. Thank God. Yeah. Of course, Ooh, I don't boy. wear underpants. Just me and my denim. Oh, boy. Wow. Denim. Wow. Scratchy. <laughs> you build uh, up calluses. Let's see. Are they all out of wool? Um. Wool. Let's see. They're as tolerant, non-judgmental about sexual orientation as their parents were about smoking pot. Fabulous. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably and, and true. On it, on it goes. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, Congress has always banned human cloning completely and threatened arrest for offenders. Because <laughs> <laughs> college kids talk about that all the time. Yeah, nice. Your average eighteen-year-old. These kids said uh, they never knew in America where it wasn't banned completely because <laughs> they're up on cloning law like the rest of us. <laughs> well, this this one I find devastating. Okay. Newfoundland and Labrador have always been officially Newfoundland and Labrador. The hell is that about? I don't even know what that means. I don't think Canadians know what that means. I'm relatively up on the news. Did they used to be something else? I don't know what that means. Is that about dogs? Hey, we did get this text, uh, Michael. Is the Hitler bell broken? That's true. I mentioned Hitler and there was no bell. But Is the Hitler bell broken? But was it a gratuitous use of Hitler or was it a specific historical reference? Because that's different. Well, I think, isn't it? I like the ding. Just just any mention. The the fact that it came up. Right. Should be a ding. No ding? Is it broken, Michael? They're having their own conversation. Quarterback Troy Aikman has always played the calls live from the press booth and not on the field. That is an interesting thing to me as I get older. Um, is uh, like sports stars that, like, I remember their college careers and their entire pro careers. And then you got a generation. They're just the old guy in the booth calling the games. Right. That's something that happens as you age, I guess. Well, and here's here's one more for you. If you were teaching uh, economics, you couldn't say the laws of supply and demand are constant. They've always been here. Like Alex Trebek's mustache. For the past 18 years, he has not had a mustache, except for the 35th anniversary show. I had no idea of that. 
And having heard it, I don't care. <laughs> Good for Alex. So Wednesday is the cutoff for who makes the next Democratic debate, and they've added an 11th person. Who's the 11th person that got? Or if they add an 11th person. Yeah, they added the 10th. They've got 10 now. Plenty. If it goes to 11, they're going to split it into two nights again. It goes to 11. Um, I don't know why you would do that. 10's okay, but 11 just will clearly... Ridiculous. We don't have 11 podiums. Fire marshal would shut us down. Exactly, so you just can't have 11 people in the You gotta do it like a game show. Eliminate people as it goes. Uh, 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 Steve Bullock, what would you do about uh, international trade? He babbles something out. That's a stupid answer. You're out! And then Boom! They fall through the floor, or a yeah, big pull hook. pull a lever, the, th- or the floor get, opens up. They get hit with like a big padded weight, and knocked <laughs> backward into a pool of water, or something like that, like the American Ninja thing. That's where you pare it down. Then by the end, you got five. They're finalists. That's what I'd do. Have the, the audience vote, like, like constantly, like American Idol used to do. Somebody gets down to a certain level, you just boot them off. You think Joe's got the ability to take on Elizabeth Warren and some of her plans and Barely. Put, her on her, put her on her heels? Barely. Put her on her low, sensible heels? Barely. <laughs> Comfortable heels? Exactly. Touch and go. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>